The Radio Fanboy Podcast with Bevo. We're going to do something different this time. Uh, we're talking to a radio DJ. When I say radio DJ, I'm not talking about the guy that goes, all right, coming up, your chance to win a whole stack of cash. We're talking about a DJ that mixes, radio mixes for the radio. You've probably heard him on a station near you on the hit network. It is DJ Konski. Hello, mate. Bevo, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time uh, everyone gets to listen to this, mate. It's a pleasure to be on. Uh, excited to chat, mate. Yeah, this is very cool because you're one of the rare uh, DJs that get the opportunity to put your mixes on the radio um, compared to most DJs that have to do it live in front of a crowd. Um, h- how did you like get into the whole mashup? thing is it because you've got a radio background is that sort of how it came about i think that's the the token reason for it um quick background on my thing i wanted to be a songwriter oh did um, you okay yeah i did all my theory exams and keyboard and piano um and my first actual training and, and job experience was uh in melbourne i don't know if you remember the band uh, cdb yeah, um, yeah, I, I had a promotion when I started in radio. <laughs> CCDB with Lee. <laughs> uh, that is amazing. Um, and I, I actually use uh, Andrew De Silva, who's the lead uh, frontman for CDB, to yeah. to do our vocals on R and B Fridays. Um, oh, cool. Which is which is wicked. So yeah, I started doing um, production and uh, songwriting in their studio. Um, and by default, I had two of my best mates from high school uh, had this stupid idea to do a community radio show and needed to do a demo. And I was the uh, token one with some recording equipment. So we did, uh, well, they did the demo with me. I'd tag along. They did this breakfast show at 6 a.m. on the weekend. Um, we'd make some skits and I fell in love with the craft and then production began and, uh, you know, I used to love, um, so they were one of those aspirant stations that were all about dance. Which station um, was that? Was that Kiss? Oh, mate, it's that long ago. I, I can't remember. Okay. It, uh, so, you know, you had those aspirant stations, you yeah. had your Wilds. Yeah, um, I was on Wild FM in Brisbane, yeah. And so the, the, you'd hear the um, the wild mega mixes, and I was just like, "Oh, this is sick! Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to do something like that." So, uh, you know, I had a good pitch. You know, really, fortunately, a natural uh, flair for pitch control. And uh, so, my first foray into it was. Um, I don't know if you've ever used it. it was a program called Sonic Foundry Acid. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And you could do essentially uh, warping uh, and morphing in acid to create these little mixes. So I'd, I'd make them for the aspirant station. Um, and that's how it all began and it continues today. Yeah, well, these days you're, you're, you're the head of production for the uh, uh, Southern Cross Stereo Network. Uh, a, a big title to have the, your introduction to commercial radio. Do you remember how it all happened? Oh, I do, mate. I actually, um, I have a Bachelor of Business. I did it as a safety net, you know, one of those things where you finish high school and you're like, I really should do something as a, as a fail safe. Um, I did that. I worked in HR for Coles Meyer for a few years and I hated it. 
It just wasn't where I wanted to be. So I would, mate, I would take annual leave from my day job to go and fill in for commercial production or casual footy production at Triple M and, and Fox until a job opportunity came up. Um, went for the interview. I was lucky to have it. I, I actually started late into radio. I know a lot of guys probably start, you know, 18 and what have you. Uh, I didn't start until I was 24. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so that was my first gig. Uh, and then literally I was only, I did commercial production for about a year. And then uh, my mate, Craig Bruce, gave me a call and said, do you want to come and do the Hot 30? Because I did some guest mixes on the Hot 30. I just put, I put my hand up from day dot to saying, hey, can I um, just, I want the experience. Here's a couple of examples of what I can do just to say, hey, you know, the, the work's good enough. Um, and it's actually the mixes that got me my, my leg in the door for the Hot 30 back then. Um, and then, mate, uh, it was, talk about a flashback. So then it was um, a young, super talented Craig Lowe that was at the helm of uh, the Hot 30. And yes. we were making, um, so my daily routine was uh, I'd get up, I'd make two mashups for the night show, um, head into work, uh, do my job for the Hot 30, and it was literally, uh, I think, 10 to 12 mashups a week. Wow. So that, uh, so that got me up to speed really quick with um, with turning it around. Yeah, that would have been a, a pretty intense time. I mean, Lowy was uh, nationwide uh, around the country and, and a really big name. And was he was he quite demanding to work for? Because I know he was, he was very um, fast-paced with what he did. It's not demanding. Uh, he was creatively obsessed. Creative, yeah, that's the word, yeah. Uh, and that obsessed word, uh, design obsessed, um, you know, just, just throwing out the rule book, challenging, you know, how can we morph different genres of music into, into imaging? Um, he loved to sketch, he loved to sing. Um, so I look back on that, although, you know, you worked your butt off, um, they were long hours. It actually, it crafted... Whether you were in audio, whether you were a producer, for example, on the show, it really crafted you into being able to tackle a lot of obstacles. When you're um, putting your mixes together, do you um, listen sometimes to a song and you go, oh, that reminds me of this song, and then you try and blend the two together to see if it's like seamless almost? Uh, I'm sure you are exactly the same, right? You'll be in the car listening to something or listening to something subconsciously in the background and you'll automatically start singing another tune to that. Yes. And then you go and quickly jump into tools or Ableton, Logic, whatever you use, and you and it and it happens. Um that that part's pretty freaky, but it, it you're a walking talking mashup machine wherever you go. One that's I've always wanted to try, but I've never had the chance to, is there's a, a breakdown in China Phillips, I Live For You, and uh, Vibe, Warm Summer Days. It's got a very similar sound, but I've never been able to quite get it right. So there's a little challenge for you, Konski. See if you can um, get the breakdown in that China Phillips song to uh, match up with uh, to Vibe, Warm Summer Days. You know the songs I'm talking about, don't you? I know the songs, yeah. and you know what? Once we're done with this chat... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you like a good challenge. <laughs> you can you can put this in post. Yeah. 
We'll make it happen. Oh, fantastic. DJ Konsky put on the spot. Um, so these days, you've, you've moved on from acid. Um, it sounds like I'm talking about a drug, but no, we're talking about a, uh, a bit of software, a DAW, Digital Audio work- Workstation. You're more familiar with Pro Tools. Do you, you're loving Pro Tools? You love how flexible it is and what you can do with it? Yeah, look, it's one of those things where you grow up with it. Um, so it's a seamless approach. Uh, for long form mixes, I will uh, use uh, Ableton just for the simplicity of, of warp mode, um, tempo matching. Pro Tools does have that functionality, um, but for the intricacies of, of the mashups, for example, that I make for the guys on hit, there's so many acapellas, uh, instrumental bits. Uh, so the ease of you and, and editing, um, Pro Tools is so quick with that. And where do you find like the acapellas and all that sort of stuff? Is there special places you can, you know, get the songs stripped back to the vocals? Uh, look, if you don't, it's it's not always that you get access to it. Obviously, you know, if I need something, uh, you know, we'll put a request out to, and that's just purely from a radio station um, standpoint, we can put in requests. But otherwise I subscribe to sites, um, whether it's Digital Music Pool, uh, you know, I'll stream YouTube, uh, whether it's some Reddit pages, if, I, if I'm really searching. But my one go-to tool, if I need for a quick little DIY, will be um, a plug-in by Isotope. It's called RX-8, and it has a uh, music rebalance on it. So essentially you can uh, choose to either strip it for the instrumental or you can strip it for the vocal. And then it's just some selective uh, EQing uh, and some little delays and reverbs to hide any imperfections from a DIY. Wow, that's getting very technical. Um, a lot of the uh, live guys are going, oh, wow, this guy's awesome. He does it all in production. Your um, your ability to, to perform live, you do a few uh, corporate gigs as well, don't you? Not only in the production studio, but you get out in, in front of a live crowd to, to get the buzz happening. I do love that intermittently. Um you know, I was lucky to probably get out four or five times a year to do that. The day jobs, uh, super busy, obviously you have to be a hubby and a dad at the same time. Yeah. Um, but getting out, getting the crowd going, um, using some of the, uh, obviously now with, um, with pads on, on the CDJs, you can, you know, you can almost know what you can craft together for uh, for a live mashup. So having an acapella ready to go, um, you know, playing with your delays, your reverbs, your echoes, your phases. That part I love. Um, I miss it, uh, but I'm not craving getting out there doing um, doing gigs at this stage. Well, it sounds like you're a a true master when it comes to the live performance and actually doing it live. I I, I do hear there's a lot of DJs out there that pose as if they're DJs, but their mixes are pre-recorded and they just get up and and pretend they're playing it. Um, How how did that come about, do you reckon? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's it's disappointing, you know, and the way that they get caught out is – you see these YouTube videos of them having one fader up. Uh, and look, they want to entertain. Yeah. I'm not I'm not here to throw stones. Um, maybe they're not confident uh, performing live. They, they love something that they've crafted themselves. Or in some cases, mate, um, you know, there's ghost producers yes. that do all these mixes. Um, and... You know, unfortunately, when we talk about where the economy's at at the moment, uh, 
once things open up, um, you know, those DJs that really do have, have spent their, their time and money on, on working on their craft, uh, really do deserve the opportunity to, to have these live gigs. Um, cause that's, that's their passion. When you uh, talk about uh, Wild FM and hearing the mega mixes that you heard from uh, Alex K on that, you, had you had the chance to meet Alex uh, over the years? Haven't met Alex because Alex uh, was a Sydney guy. Um, but the one person that I was fortunate to have as a colleague and uh, now as a great mate is DJ Casey Baker. Yes. Um, Casey used to do some production. He used to be the Today FM image producer. Um, and his work still to this day, hands down as a, as an energy producer, as a house producer and DJ, uh, he can still mix it with the best age is not a barrier, but you know, in terms of inspiration for me, what I do Bevo, um, is really, it's a finicky little intricate kind of thing where it's a lot of pitch control with, with multiple acapellas and instrumentals. So there wasn't really anyone to doing that mold besides, I'm sure we've all heard of uh, DJ Earworm. Yes. Who has the, who had those big end of year mashups. And I remember at the time going, man, that sounds so bloody cool, but I want to do that and I want to do it better yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a competition it was more so no one's doing it here yeah um, and why do we have to wait till the end of the year why can't we have that here in Australia so uh, you know my break into having the mixes and I re- I wasn't searching for the for the DJ Konski on-air persona it was more so I wanted to create some, it was, it came to me going, can anyone do some mixes? Actually, I remember, um, you know, there's this, it's an artist's birthday. Can we do a DJ mix? Um, and I remember putting my hand up and they loved it. Then, uh, you know, there was a craving for more because there wasn't anything like that on air at the time, you know, where you could probably cram, you know, 12 minutes of songs into six minutes creatively. It must be a very, uh, how, how should I say this, time-consuming task because people think, uh, you know, it goes for so many, uh, it only goes for six minutes or whatever, so they think, oh, yeah, he's just in his bedroom with the DJ decks and mixing up. It, it, it'd be a very time-consuming task to put a six-minute tight mix together, wouldn't it? it? It comes together quick if there's no restrictions. So okay. if you know what genre that you're working with, so... If, if you know you're doing a straight R&B or, or a pop and you have control of tempos and then you can, you know, for me, a, a quick one, while the ear is a great tool where I can naturally say, hey, this will work, um, I still need to go back to uh, things like mixed in key where I will batch uh, export um, the songs that are in our library and, and key match up just to make it easy. Yep. Um and then, you know, I'll probably spend the end of year mashup, for example, that I, I do because um, work's been so busy. I, I generally leave it to the last minute and I'll try and cram it in probably for three nights and spend about four hours on each time. So, yeah, the end of year one probably takes about 12 hours. Yeah. Um, but, on, but on average, uh, you know, to whip up a mashup in Pro Tools, I'll probably spend an hour um 
Uh, I've got it down pat now. Yeah, I was going to say, at, when, when do you at, actually... Uh, nah, at the start, mate, it was... Uh, I could probably find myself after four hours going, really? <laughs> we, we've just done this. All right, we've got, we've got to move on, mate. Yeah. Very yeah and we, we're, we're all there. We're all there because it, it starts as a hobby and it's a good distraction to have that, that creative process. You know, when you find yourself, you look at that clock and you go, damn, I've, I've been doing this for hours. You're having fun. Yeah. That's it. You, you're, you're learning. Um, I still love learning to this day, every day. You've got a, uh, a Facebook page where people can check out how you put your mixes together. You, you would have heard the uh, recent one that I uh, posted up on a group from DJ, oh, I can't even think of the guy's name, but he was had Nickelback in it, talking about pants around his feet and... He loves pants and stuff like that, which um, I don't know. You can get, get some pretty creative stuff happening, can't you? Uh, you know the guy I'm talking let's, about? Yes, let's not can Nickelback. I am partial to a couple of Nickelback songs. Yeah. Um, I've actually been hearing some awesome uh, Nickelback parodies around uh, around COVID. So. Oh, perfect. However you do it, mash it up, uh, smash it up in a parody. Um, I'm all for the creative process. Awesome stuff. Dave Kotsky, DJ Kotsky, thanks for joining us. The Radio Fanboy Podcast with Bevo. Follow now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Lee Burlington Media, voiceovers and on-air talent for radio, television and podcasts.